Yeah, I'm still at uni. I'm still doing a master's degree. Right now, <clears throat> I am currently working. I'm doing admin. Took, I did the admin job because I was like, well, you know, I mean, I need a job for now. <laughs> what? I'm at uni. I mean, I guess what I'm doing in sort of a mundane kind of sense, I'm working, looking to save, to travel, to get your house, um, studying. But I think more importantly, I'm trying to sort of figure out what I want to do and who I who I am and I think I spend a lot more time on that than I do on anything else. Millennials are currently aged between 22 and 37. That is a bloody massive age gap. So it's safe to say we're all at different stages of our lives. We have all at one point in our lives had this what the fuck am I doing with my life stage? Your problems are valid and they're relative to you. It doesn't matter how much opportunity we have or how privileged we are. It's okay to get down and it's normal to compare yourselves to others and to think you're a phony once in a while. This is The Millennial Crisis by Demi Kotsouris, Wi-Fi not included. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Crisis with me, your host, Demi. I'm really excited today because this is going to be the first bonus episode of the season. Essentially, I'm going to be doing a bonus episode after every interview I do, just to kind of chat with you about different things that I'm thinking about or I'm curious about and also lessons that I've learned along this podcasting and millennial crisis kind of journey. The reason I really wanted to do the bonus episodes was because I feel that podcasts have helped me so much in my life, especially the ones where it's just somebody talking to what it feels like you and you just kind of relating to so many things that they're saying and not feeling alone in a lot of the things that they're saying, especially when it's something that you're like, oh my God, I did not think that anyone else felt like this or was experiencing this because a lot of the taboo subjects or the topics that are quite difficult for us to talk about within our friends, family or communities are not off limits in podcast format, which is one of the reasons why I love them and one of the reasons why I really wanted to do that with this podcast because I hadn't found one that touched on the subjects that I'm going to touch on this season to the extent that I wanted them to. In this first episode, I'm going to jump straight into what a millennial crisis actually is or what I define as one. And secondly, what my millennial crisis was or how this whole kind of journey started for me. Let's start off with the first part. What is a millennial crisis? I've decided to be a bit of a wanker, if I'm honest, and create my own definition. And so what I have defined as a millennial crisis is a privileged problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health and well-being and has a negative impact on your life. 
For example, being unhappy in your job, it affects your motivation, your mood, your confidence, and it can also trickle out into affecting those around you. It's a constant battle in your mind that could be causing you excess stress, temporary depression, or anxiety. So why is something like that a millennial crisis? Essentially because it's a first world problem. It's a privileged problem. You have a job, you're able to pay your bills, whether that's to the extent you want or not is besides the point. You have a roof over your head, a phone. The fact that you're listening to this podcast is a privilege in itself. In saying that, just because it is a privilege problem or a first world problem doesn't mean it makes it any less important to solve or move on with. It still has a negative impact on your life. And if we don't deal with these things, they can potentially snowball into something a lot more serious. I'd say it's a crisis because I guess a lot of us feel embarrassed to say that these things are having such a negative impact on our lives or our mental health well-being. Even if we do talk about it or complain about it, we are so embarrassed to talk to the extent that these issues are affecting us. I really struggled to name this podcast, if I'm honest. And the reason is because I hate the word millennial. I come from a marketing background and the biggest pet peeve I have in my industry is these these buzzwords this clickbait that people throw around all the time to kind of hop on a craze or a trend. And unfortunately, the word millennial has been one of these trending or hashtag trending topics. I tried to avoid using the word millennial in my title until I got to the point where I just thought, fuck it. Let's go with the most dramatic, over-the-top title I can think of because we are a bit of a dramatic generation. So in this season of the millennial crisis, I'm going to share with you a bit of my journey in figuring out the life that I want to live, the work that I want to do, trying to find my passion, I guess, but also interviewing people along the way that can teach me different tools I can use to live a better life. Because if I'm honest, I know fuck all. (laughs) I, I know a few things, but there is so much more for me to learn. And one of the biggest strengths I think I have is the fact that I don't get embarrassed to ask dumb questions. So I'm here to ask the dumb questions you. But before we get into all of the learnings and what this season of the millennial crisis is going to be about, I think it's only fair that I share with you where this whole thing kind of started for me. And I guess it started all the way back in high school. Like a lot of you listening, I considered myself a coaster, somebody that wasn't terrible at school but also wasn't incredibly amazing. 
I wasn't really bad at anything, but I wasn't really incredible at anything. I was just okay at a lot of different things. And because of this, I never really had a passion. There was nothing that I was kind of pushed towards. Although I told everyone I wanted to study business and commerce and I had envisioned myself as this boss lady in a suit strutting down some fucking high-end office telling people what to do, I guess the only real reason I wanted that was because it was what I knew. It was what my family kind of spoke about and it was the ways that I had been told were the ways you were going to be successful, the ways you were going to make money. And it was just, I guess, put into my mind that that was the right path to be on and the path that people wanted to be on. So I never really questioned the path I was going down and I didn't find a need to question it because I never hated any commerce subjects. I didn't not like any of them. I actually quite enjoyed a lot of them. The other thing was everyone was following a similar path. I don't know about you, but the majority of kids in my high school either went down two main paths, a commerce degree or an arts degree. Unless you had some kind of other passion, there was obviously a few nutrition and health kids, but I'd put them in the kind of sporty category. There was really no reason to question it if everyone else was kind of doing it. It was like, yeah, sure, duh, that's what I do. And then I did what I guess a lot of us do. I fell into this place where I never questioned what I was doing and I just began checking off these boxes to work my way up, whatever that means. I don't even know what I was working my way up to. And then I got to university and that's where shit started to really hit the fan. Looking back now, after my first year of uni, I wasn't the Demi that I am now. I was a person that I really don't recognise I would make jokes with my friends about doing nothing all day, watching six movies a day, eating lollies and ice cream for breakfast, not going to university because I didn't have to, and I failed four out of eight of the subjects I did in that first year. The year that followed, I noticed even more of these issues. The main issue I was dealing with in my second year of uni was apathy. I remember thinking there must be something wrong with me. I don't want to do anything. I don't have motivation to do anything. I'm tired all the time. I can't get up. I don't even want to hang out with my friends now. A lot of these symptoms were apathy And a lot of them were contributed to the lifestyle I was living at the time, not eating well, isolating myself. It was kind of a slow progression to get there. And I never knew what was wrong with me. Looking back now, I was definitely in a depressive state. And I really don't like using that word because it is such a serious thing to talk about. 
And for a lot of people, it's something they can't help and it's a chemical imbalance. That's why I don't say I had depression because I don't think my thinking ever got to the point where I was so helpless that I wanted to kind of end it all. But I was extremely apathetic. I think a lot of us that are going through these millennial crises can be in these temporary depressive states where we're just going about our lives. We're not living them. We're just simply existing in them. And that's such a scary thing. And because there is nothing really wrong with our lives, we don't really want to deal with the problems because we don't really know what the problem is. We just might say that we're lazy or what's wrong with us. Why can't we be motivated? Maybe we need to find our passions. And so we don't really talk about them, which can make the problems worse and worse and worse. Now, I guess for me, the reason that I was in this state the reason that I was really confused as to why I was so apathetic and feeling so depressed and down all the time was because from the outside, there looked like there was nothing wrong with my life. I was going to university. I had friends. I was going out. I actually had my own social media business on the side, was working in hospo as well, was going on holidays. Everything seemed great. But looking back now, I realized that I was feeling like that because I felt like I was stuck in a life that I didn't want to be in. Because I had never questioned anything, I was just doing things that I thought I was supposed to do, things that my parents told me were good, things that my friends were all doing, things that school had kind of drilled into me were the right things to do. And I remember constantly saying to myself in this time at uni, just you wait. As soon as you get that fucking stupid piece of paper, that university certificate, as soon as you get a job, that's when your real life will start. That's when you'll truly be happy. This is just a temporary thing for you. You've just got to suck it up, get through this uni time and then it's all going to get good. So instead of taking advantage of the time I spent at university, instead of trying to meet new people, trying to explore different hobbies, trying to see what I liked and what I didn't really like, getting involved in different faculties, I was stuck in such a state of nothingness that those things never even occurred to me to do. I was just in the headspace of, let me get out of here. And then as the years went on at university, those thoughts of let me get out of here and as quick as possible started to turn a little more sour. My mindset began to become this, fuck this institution, fuck the workplace for wanting me to have this dumb and expensive certificate, and fuck my parents for making me be here. 
I started to look so negatively on the university system because I felt as though I wasn't learning anything there. I was spending a shit ton of money and I was actually working in the field that I wanted to outside of work and that was the only place I felt I was learning. So when I look back at my early days of university, how that three-year course took me six years to finish, I feel like I wasted about a good four years of my life. I wasted a good four years of my life complaining about being stuck in a situation I didn't want to be in, living a life I didn't want to live, living a life I thought I needed to live, but deep down knew I didn't want. And because of that, I started living through others. I was watching movies. I was following so many accounts on Instagram, watching YouTube and getting joy through watching other people achieve and do these amazing things. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking this is sounding all too familiar, whether you've experienced this for a day or a week, a month, years or you're currently feeling like this right now, just know that you're not alone. Because throughout this whole time, the thing that made everything worse for me was the fact that I never spoke about it. I never told anyone these were the things that I was feeling and I felt so much more alone in them. And I guess the reason I never spoke about it was because I didn't actually know what was wrong with me. I didn't know why I was upset and I didn't think I had a reason to be upset. I also didn't think that there was any other way to live. I thought this is life and deal with it, (laughs) you know? And because I never spoke about these feelings about doubting the pathway I was on, about feeling as though I wasn't doing anything with my life, feeling as though I didn't have a real purpose. I never realized that if I had just opened my mouth a little bit earlier, that there were so many other people experiencing the same thing. Not only the people that were within my circle, not only the people that were within my university, not only the people that are in Australia, not just millennials, but every single person has felt this way or is going to feel this way at one stage of their lives. We all at some point question the pathway that we're on. We're humans. A shit happens. And just because we live in a privileged lifestyle in these privileged societies doesn't make our problems any worse or any better. And the reason I'm so passionate about tackling people's millennial crisis over those who we would consider are more in need than us, those born without any privilege, is one, because this is what I know and this is what I lived and this is what I wish was out there for me. And two, because I truly believe that if we tackle our millennial crises, which, mind you, aren't as hard to get out of as you may think they are, once you start living the life that you want, 
the life that a life that makes you want to jump out of bed every morning and you kind of have a purpose for, I truly believe we'll be able to help so many more of these people that don't live in privileged societies. But before we can do that, we need to help ourselves. We need to make sure that we are the best versions of ourselves and know how to take care of ourselves better. And as soon as we do that, we can start helping other people and start making some real change. So if I can do my small part in helping us privileged folk accept and move on with our lives, we can start making what I would say would be a huge impact on the world because I actually think we all have it in us. We're not all lazy. We're not all apathetic. We all don't not care about anything. And if you're feeling like that, you just haven't found the right thing, the right people or the right environment to help you kind of move forward with your life. So my initial aim for creating this podcast was to let you all in on the big dirty secret. And that is that nobody actually knows what they're doing. All of us can get overwhelmed by the different opportunities and choices that we have. We all experience self-doubt to some extent, some form of anxiety or these sad days or stress and privileged guilt. And I also wanted to make sure that I created a podcast where it didn't just give you a burst of motivation because I honestly hate the word motivation because I would listen to so many different podcasts in the past and five minutes after I would listen and I would be so motivated listening to him thinking, I'm going to do this and that and they tell me to do this and that's going to change my life. And then five minutes after listening to it, I would sit on the couch and eat a bag of potato chips. I wanted to create a podcast that empowers us to take action a podcast where you can help me as much as I will try to help you. A podcast where after every episode, I set us a small challenge to help us get one step closer into not only figuring out who we are, who we want to be, and what kind of life we want to live, but also how we can actually get there. So I hope that you enjoyed this first bonus episode of The Millennial Crisis and it kind of gives you an idea of what's to come with the rest of the season and what to expect and hopefully gets you excited and hopeful about trying to figure out what you want to do and not feeling crazy in wanting to live a life that might be different to those around you. Because the truth is, Probably you're not the only one in your friends, family or community that isn't happy in the life that they're currently living and feels a little wacky or crazy to think that they could want to chase something else or do something else, even if they don't know what that something else might be. Because that's in the exact boat that I'm in. I know that the life I'm currently living isn't the life I want to live, but I don't exactly know what 
the life I want to live looks like. I want to make sure that we can help each other in this. So what is this week's challenge for the podcast? Great question. And I'm about to answer that for you. This week, I want you to start off small. Because these past two episodes have been about what a millennial crisis is and who we are as millennials, what I'd like you to do is to open up the conversation with someone about what your millennial crisis is. Whether that's a friend or a family member or sharing something online. I know for me, writing blog posts really help. If you're not comfortable yet to open up the conversation with a friend or a family member, feel free to DM me. I'm always happy to chat. But besides that, I've also created an anonymous page. So it's like in a survey format, but all of the people that respond come up anonymous. So I can't see you. And what you can do there is put in your age, your gender, and then what your millennial crisis is and answer a couple of questions about it. I know it seems silly, but once you write something down, it actually allows you to kind of get it off your chest, even if you're not saying it to anyone. I'll be reading all of these and Hopefully it allows you to feel a little bit better. I'm going to be sharing a lot of the answers that I get on my Instagram. Don't worry, like I said, you will be anonymous. But what I want to do by that is to share some of the stories that you share with me so that I can share with everyone else and help them feel a little less alone in their particular millennial crisis. Because As millennials, we're not all the same and we all deal with different kinds of millennial crises. The link for that will also be in the show notes. So please do that and let me know how you go with this week's challenge. I'm so excited to circle back with you next week. I've also created a Facebook group called The Millennial Crisis. If you are feeling lost and you want to try and find a community that can support you in what you're feeling and how you can move forward in your life, I highly recommend joining the group. I'm going to make sure that it's not one of those groups where people just post bullshit all the time and you just get overwhelmed by all of the messages that are there. So what I've decided to do is in the Facebook group, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post different topics and things that we can talk about things that we can talk about in there each week to start to facilitate some cool conversations that we don't usually have in our day-to-day. And hopefully from there, I want those connections that we make there to turn into real-life connections because if I'm completely honest, I'm kind of over the online shit. Like, I think it's great initially to kick things off, but we need more connection I think the rates of anxiety and in particular social anxiety are growing because we actually don't practice our social skills that much. So for other questions that you have and for things that you might want to get feedback from, I've also decided to create a Slack group. If you're not familiar with Slack, it's what a lot of workplaces use, but it's something that can be more intimate and more private, especially if you're not comfortable sharing your Facebook profile or you're scared to kind of post a question 
in a big Facebook group because I know they can be daunting sometimes. If you would rather be posting your own questions and different things like that, feel free to join the Slack group. Both of those links will be in the show notes below. So feel free to check that out. Besides that, that is the end of the first bonus episode. I hope you guys got something out of that. I'm so excited to continue with the series. The one huge thing you can do to help me out is to subscribe to the podcast, to rate it and leave a comment, or more importantly, to just share it with a friend that you think would love to listen to it and would get something out of it. Share it to your socials even and tag me. It helps me so, so, so much. I love recording these podcasts and I just want to kind of help spread the word And if you share and can help facilitate that, that is absolutely amazing. So thank you so much. And I will see you next week. Bye.